is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and we are back talking more about imperfect eating. Um, I've heard this question a lot, uh, but, you know, Jacqueline, can I actually lose weight with imperfect eating? Um, I had someone maybe about two years ago, two years ago, ask me like, well, is this just like a, a way to keep your weight the same or, and I get it. I get it. I think that a lot of people have misconceptions about how weight loss works because we constantly see things marketed to us about, you know, this is a fat blasting workout and this is a, um, fat blasting meal. Oh my gosh. How disgusting are those words? Fat blasting. Like, like that, just imagine saying that to a little girl in your life. Like you would not want her using that vocabulary to talk about her body or the way that she is eating her food. This is a, you know, this is a fat loss meal. This is a fat loss workout. That's disgusting. It is not okay for that young girl. Um, so let's, uh, let's, change the way that you speak about this as well. Um, and the way that you talk about your body and, um, your purpose on this planet. Um, I don't talk a lot about weight loss a lot, and that is for a reason. Um, a couple, several years ago, I actually had one of my former second grade students found a YouTube video that I had up and like commented like, Oh, Miss Ricky, I'm so glad I found this. Um, now I can lose weight. And it, I mean, I was heartbroken. I was like, I cannot believe that I am someone who, you know, perpetuated this idea in her mind that she needs to do something to fix her body. Do we need healthy habits around food? Yes, we do. We definitely, definitely do. But as women, um, your sole purpose on this planet is not to lose weight. Um, It's not. (laughs) Uh, But back to the question, can you lose weight with imperfect eating or are you just going to stay the same? Yes. Yes, you can lose weight with imperfect eating. Um, it's it's fine. It's like a weird topic, but it's like, I'm okay if you want to change your body. I'm okay with that. I just want you to go about it in a way that actually helps you, helps you feel good, not gross. It helps you like de-stress. It helps you, you know, like you're actually taking care of yourself and you're not just doing some fad diet. Um, so what I'm going to do today, this is actually going to be a two, another two for a new, another two part series, um, within the meal series. And I'm going to talk about Jan, um, who did lose weight, changing the way that she eats, but also changing a lot of things. And that's why, that's another thing too, like why I kind of made this shift from imperfect eating to systems for self-care, because that's what it's about. If you just go in and change the way you're eating, but you don't go and change other things, um, you don't like realize that it's not just about the food. Um, you probably will get really frustrated with yourself and you'll end up binging and, um, be right back where you were. But so I want to tell you about Jan with uh, full disclosure. Jan is my amazing mother-in-law, it's Paul's mom. Um, and Jan told me <laughs> that she is a listener of the podcast, which was really embarrassing for me. I had no idea. So if you're listening, hi, Mrs. Stover. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're listening. And this will be really fun um, to talk about you. But she's amazing. She is a little lady. She is five three, five foot three. Um, and she used to be a nurse. Uh, she has the patience of a saint. She is so smart and like quick thinking. Um, but that's, I mean, obviously if you're, if you're a nurse, you know, someone who's a nurse working in a hospital, working with patients, um, especially during now, that's a very stressful job. 
And this is like one of those weird parts. It kind of talks about good parts of life and bad parts of life, the good imperfects and the bad imperfects. You know, she left this stressful job. She's retired. And right now her current life is taking care of her husband who has Alzheimer's. My father-in-law has Alzheimer's. It's been a struggle. This has been very stressful being at home during the pandemic. This is one of those bad imperfect parts of life. That's stressful. It's, this, is not, this is not a fun part of life by any means. But also, you know, it was really important for her to make sure that she was taking care of herself. So I'm going to go a little bit more into the motivation on why she changed these habits. I'm going to do that in tomorrow's episode. But today, I just want to tell you exactly what she did um, that helps her lose weight. So we focused on um, something, anything habits. So instead of this all or nothing diet, instead of this all or nothing plan, instead of doing things over the top, instead of doing a giant overhaul to quote, fix her life, she just started implementing small anything habits. So that started with morning meditation. I don't know if we were the ones who told her about Headspace. We started using Headspace, um, the meditation app, uh, when Paul had his surgery and it, we would do the, the chronic pain meditations to help uh, in the evening to get his mind thinking about something else besides the pain that he was experiencing in his body so that he could get sleep. So I'm not sure if that's how she found it, but she started doing headspace meditation in the morning or also reading a book, part of a book, sometimes a self-help book, sometimes a fiction book, sometimes maybe listening to a book on tape, um, but doing something for herself and doing these things before her husband wakes up. So again, that doing something for yourself, taking care of yourself before you take care of others. And so she started doing 10 minute yoga. Again, this is a pandemic. Um, they are both, you know, obviously in the high risk um, population uh, going to a yoga class you know, being surrounded by people, not the best idea for her right now. So doing 10 minute yoga, using something off of YouTube, or I don't know, there's actually, even if you have the Headspace meditation app, there are um, short workouts in that app as well, but just doing like a 10 or 15 minute yoga, having that be a daily morning practice, (laughs) yoga practice, right? Um, She also started doing two to four mile walks two times a week. So she has a caregiver who comes uh, two times a week, and, you know, is that the house that Paul's dad, um, Mr. Sober, Jim, I don't know as well, so that he has someone there in case anything happens. The caregiver is amazing. Again, these, these women just are like saints. They're the hearts, hearts of gold. Um, so she's there. And then while the caregiver is there, she, uh, Jan is able to go out and go do whatever she needs to do. If that's running errands, you know, going to the grocery store, picking up prescriptions, whatever it is. And also, but like not even just doing stuff just for the household, but doing something for herself, making sure that she's filling her cup. And that has looked like taking long walks, um, driving about 10, 15 minutes and taking a, uh, going to a trail, uh, going to a lake, going anywhere, just walking in a neighborhood and looking at houses. And she's been doing that either by herself or sometimes her sister comes into town. I've gone, I went uh, last week or the week before. Um, it was just, it was so great, again, for me, for my mental health, to be in a different area than I'm usually in, to be moving my body, to be outside, to be with another human. All of those things felt really good. And it's cold here. Right now in Chicago, it's um, it's cold. <laughs> It's like 10 to 18 degrees, and it's been like that the past week, and it will continue to be like that for the next probably two weeks, and we also have a lot of snow, and even right now, it's continuing to snow, but Jan has been getting out there. She texted me and said that she did like a two-mile walk on Tuesday. I was like, oh, 
I didn't know we were going outside still, but she's so proud of her. That's awesome. So she's been doing those things. So self-care habits, having systems for self-care, not just focusing on the food, but setting herself up so that she feels good, not grow. She's taking care of herself, not just taking care of her husband or household chores, but taking care of herself because her life matters. It matters. Her, you know, her being put on this planet, she matters. Um, food, some perfect eating. Yeah. She's been eating nutrient dense meals and drinking more water, um, nutrient dense meals. I can give you some examples. So I know we went there and she made this like really good skillet with like chicken and corn and beans and salsa, you know, tomatoes. And guess what? There were tortilla chips in it and there was sour cream in it and there was some cheddar cheese and guess what? Everyone was fine. Um, I know she's been doing a lot of things with like quinoa and spinach and spaghetti squash, just trying out different things, sometimes following a recipe, sometimes just making it up and be like, what can I do with these ingredients and throwing it together and eating it? Sometimes her husband eats the same meal as her and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he eats the food that he wants. Um, she makes something for him and she makes a nutrient dense meal for her. Um, but again, taking care of herself so that she can take care of others as well. Now she has not completely cut out anything. She's still having a light beer or a glass of wine every night. Um, she's still having sweets and the sweets might be, um, a cookie or a slice of coffee cake, um, a small piece of chocolate or just like a piece of fruit, but nothing. She has not eliminated anything from her diet, from her way of eating, from her day of eating. She still has those fun parts, which is good because again, it's so stressful to be at home with your husband um, who has, has Alzheimer's um, during a pandemic. So you don't get to go see a ton of people, all of those things, you know, there's not a ton of uh, relief in life, right? So doing things for herself, that is, that is relieving stress. She's being proactive about these things. Um, and then again, <laughs> uh, so many crafts, so much art, so many paintings. Um, the, the painting I have here, it's a picture of a frog. This is actually a paint by numbers that she did. And she doesn't think that she's very artistic, but to have the patience to do these little, to color in these little dots, I do not have that patience. I, I like doing big art. My big art is, um, if you've seen, uh, the, the rainbow picture that I have that I post, every day on Instagram. That's my big art. <laughs> it's not very detailed. I like, that's like my kind of, my kind of art. Jan's kind of art. It's very precise. Um, she's been painting a picture of my nieces, my twin nieces. Uh, again, it's a paint by numbers. It's amazing. She's also been doing a lot of, um, yarn and making wall hangings. Um, we both started the pandemic out with a bad art journal. And for a while she was like, drawing the coronavirus. She's a nurse, you know, science, science nerd, but actually like drawing the viruses. And, but I mean, like she has been doing stuff to fill her time. So food is not the only source of joy in her life. Um, when food becomes the only source of joy that you have in life, it starts to become a problem. And we can see that with anything. When social media is your only source of joy in life, probably some issues that you need to work out. If um, Netflix is your only source of joy, if alcohol is your only source of joy, if exercising is your only source of joy, when, when something becomes your only source of joy, it starts to become an obsession. It starts to become um, a problem for a lot of people, right? So she's diversifying her sources of joy, like we talked about. 
the reading, the meditation, the yoga, trying out new recipes, going for walks, exploring the neighborhoods around the neighboring neighborhoods, you know, things that are pretty close within 20, 30 minutes, exploring what's around um, the crafts, doing things that add sparks of joy during her day right? Making life a little bit more exciting. So it's, it's, it's why, I mean, it's why I had to change. Like I could no longer just my, me personally, I could no longer just keep talking about food because I know it's not just about the food. It's about why you're using the food, why, you know, why the food, food has become a drug for you. Um, you know, what else can we implement so that you feel good, not gross. And it's not just about the food, but it's about all of these different things that we've talked about. So the results, again, this is a little lady. <laughs> she's five foot three and she's down about four pounds. Um, sometimes people, well, how long? How long did it take her? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares how long it takes to lose weight? And again, she there the the weight was not really the goal. It was just feeling better, feeling better during her day. The weight was not really goal, it was living a healthier lifestyle. Um But who cares if it takes one week or two weeks or three weeks? Because you have to live that lifestyle. You have to be the person who lives in your body every day. And you have to be the person who like does the different actions and different systems and different habits, right? So if you don't like those things, you're not going to stick with it. So you can lose, you could lose 20 pounds um, by working out two hours a day and only eating vegetables and protein. You could do that. But if you cannot maintain that lifestyle and you don't actually like that lifestyle, it's not helping you feel good, good, not gross about life. You're not going to maintain it. So when we talk about these habits, morning meditation, reading, uh, yoga, walking, nutrient dense meals, uh, some, some sweets without all the sweets, some alcohol without all the alcohol, um, and all of these crafts, all of these fun things, um, you know, th- those are things that make life more enjoyable, especially right now during a pandemic. And minus the alcohol part, these are all things that you would want for a young girl in your life. Would you want a young girl in your life practicing meditation, practicing her breathing, practicing um, letting go of negative thoughts? Would you want that for a young girl? Yeah. Would you want a young girl reading in the morning before she heads off to her day? Would you want her doing yoga, practicing, you know, 10 minutes of yoga, walking, eating nutrient dense meals, having some sweets without all the sweets creating art. Are these things that you would want for a young girl? Yes. Then if they're things that you would want for a young girl, they're okay for you. But when it, when we see what's, you know, on, excuse me, when we see what's on the internet, when someone's like, I want to get healthier, it's always like, oh, I, go, I want to lose weight. Fine. Fine. That's fine if you want to lose weight. But then it's immediately like, okay, well, you got to cut out carbs. You got to cut out processed sugar. You got to cut out, you know, you can't, you can't have any pizza. <laughs> um, or, well, you need to start measuring everything on a food scale. You need to start logging to my fitness pal. You need to, <sighs> would you want the seven-year-old girl in your life, your daughter, your niece, your granddaughter, your student, or go back to yourself in second grade. Would you want that seven-year-old you doing those things? No, then it, you it's not for you either. You're, you matter more than just doing that. Um, so again, these are the something, anything habits that Jan has been implementing. Has it been perfect? Has she stuck to a T doing these perfectly every day? Probably not. I'm sure there have been some things that have popped up. Um, her life is imperfect. There are still stressors. 
Um, there are going to be days that don't go how she wants it to go, but that's, that's the thing is when you're on this like weight loss plan, it's like when, when you mess up, you throw in the towel and you say, F it, I'm not doing this anymore. But when you start to realize, Hey, actually doing these things, help me feel good, not gross. Then you stick with it. Even when you've had an imperfect day, because you realize, well, actually, these are the things that make life, life less stressful. These are the things that help ground me. These are the things that help me feel sane. Right. So then you start to want to do them. But honestly, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're actually going to talk more about this. in tomorrow's episode, which I'm really excited about. But again, can you lose weight with imperfect eating? Yes, sure. You definitely can. If you're not binging, if you're not eating a ton of junk food and you're up and moving your body, yeah, you're going to lose weight and you're actually going to create a lifestyle that you actually enjoy living. You're actually going to create a life that you enjoy living. All right. I will see you in the next one. Oh, oh, if you are not in the systems for self-care Facebook group, make sure you click the link to join. I'll be in there. I have this seven minute self-care session. It is almost ready. It should be up very soon. Click the link to join the systems for self-care Facebook group. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.